Welcome to Sidewalk Talk. I'm Steve Fortunato, founder of Shovel the Sidewalk. We're a marketing firm in Buffalo, New York. We utilize authentic storytelling to build brands and create advertising for small businesses. And Sidewalk Talk is an extension of that. We look for thought leaders in Western New York or with Western New York ties to help tell their story. And, and we hope people out there can, can learn from some of things that uh, helped you get to where you're at or any mistakes that you made. And today, we're very excited to have with us Dr. Kelly Tron from Cross Point Dentistry. She's obviously a dentist, but she's also a business person. And she comes from, I mean it, the nicest family <laughs> in the world. You have That's the nicest sweet. parents. So mom and dad, Leon Com, Cindy Com. Um, We'll, we'll start with your background, right. Leon Kahn and Son Monument Company, which right. is a fantastic story. Right. I want to take a second and tell that story in a little bit. But talk about your your background and, and, and your family and where you're from sure, and where you sure. grew up. So I was born and raised in Buffalo. Um, went to dental school here as well. Why? Uh, well, because why not? Okay, yeah. keep going. Why not? We'll it's a great dental school, right. yes. Uh -huh. Um, and decided to set up roots here when I graduated. Uh, my husband, who is not from here, actually loves the area. So he was kind of the catalyst for sticking around. Um, but we're happy here. We have our two children, and uh, my life is very small in terms of radius. So my office and my home and my children's schools are all pretty close to each other, and I like it that way. I want to talk about raising kids, being a dentist and a business owner as well. Yes. But first, let's talk. So, so you you grew up. Um, your 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 dad is uh, in a funeral home business, right. and then the monument company goes back to Parker, which is your grandfather, and then That's your right. great grandfather, mm -hmm. who came up came over uh, from Europe um, and by himself at like age thirteen right. or something insane, right. yeah. uh, and started and started the company. <laughs> yeah. But what I've noticed is your your parents really are sweet people. I feel, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but you have really good bedside manner, right, with your patients? Right. But isn't that just customer service? Isn't that, is that just in you because that's the way you learn from? Probably. I mean, I think I was kind of raised that way. And when, when I was younger, if my dad came home from work, oftentimes the phones got forwarded to our house because being in the sales business, you really couldn't afford to miss a call. So we got really good at answering the phone not not necessarily to handle the phone call, but to always answer it correctly because it could have been a customer. So I think growing up, we just always learned how to, you know, speak professionally and um, have a presence at least on the phone um, for people that are, are looking to um, take their business up with you. So do you are you do you consciously do that with patients? I don't think I consciously do it. No, definitely not. Um, but probably it's instilled in me. Yeah. From my parents. So that's, yeah. it's, it's the way you learn. Definitely. Okay, so you decided not to be in that business at right. all. Right. You decided to try to, to help people before it's too late, right? <laughs> right. So why why dentistry? Did yeah. you like medical? Great what was, question. What was yeah, I, I love science. Mm. So I was always a science uh, geek, mm -hmm. and then in college I majored in biology. So right around junior year, I said, oh man, I have to do something with this degree. Um, what can I do? And there's usually three things for bio majors. It's research, medicine, or dentistry. So I checked out all three, and dentistry was for me. Why? Great question. Yeah. Uh, you know, dentistry is a great lifestyle. It's um, a nice homework balance most of the time, um, where I felt like medicine was going to be, um, you know, more, 
more difficult to have a family and have family time with that career, whereas research didn't have enough people. What so, do you mean by that? Well, so oftentimes with research, you're in a lab. You're, you know, the the, the you don't you're not as exposed to being around other people oh, and you having mean the like social aspect. Human interaction. Yes. Yeah, you're, you are yeah. you like people. Right, so we, yeah, I, I definitely. So, so I get that. Yeah, you you say yeah. that because yeah. it would be too much in a lab, not enough, right. not enough human exactly. interaction. Exactly. But then when it came between other, me, other medicine yes. or being a dentist, yes. this was, be, so you were thinking family way in advance. Right, definitely. And well, and not even necessarily children, mm -hmm. but just having a life outside of work. And I wanted to still be able to use science, and I wanted to learn new things, and I wanted to probably be my own boss. Not that I walked into dental school saying that to myself, but I knew that that was always an option when I went into dentistry. Ah, because yeah. if you went others, you would that. No, pretty, research, you you're going to work, you know, right. and in medicine, you could. I could have a practice you with give medicine. Primary right? care, right? Definitely. You could have your own. Yeah. Primary uh, care, like dentistry, though, mm -hmm. um, you could have a. Definitely. Uh, uh, somewhat of a no. Definitely. So you were thinking, if I'm a surgeon or whatever, yep. you're, mm -hmm. I've, right. yeah, you're 3 a.m. Totally. Surgeries and then coincidentally, when I was in college, I ended up going to get braces. Mm. So I was always at my dentist's office. And so then they invited me to come in and shadow. And um, I think that had a lot to do with choosing dentistry. All right. So mm -hmm. I get the family aspect. You, mm -hmm. wanted, you wanted a... Uh, you know, you wanted a, a nice balance. Right. Then what's, so what is it when you were getting the orthodontic work and what is it that attracted you to dentistry? What is it about it? You know, dentistry is really great because you really do get to learn new things a lot. Um, so, you know, it, it keeps your mind going. It's also very hands-on, which keeps me interested. Um, I don't like watching the clock all day, so I like to be very busy, um, and dentistry gives me that. And then again, there's the person, you know, the um, human interaction component as well. So I get to see, you know, a bunch of patients every day, and we connect, and our, our practice thrives on building relationships with our patients. So I felt like that was something that I could do with dentistry, and, and I've been able to do it. So, all right, so um, there is a someone in high school right mm -hmm. now or someone's son or daughter or whatever mm -hmm. is in high school. Um, wh when is it, can they, and they, they're interested in science, mm -hmm. are you saying they, can, they don't have to decide right now, oh, I want right. to be a dentist, right. or they can wait till they're in school? Definitely. I mean, I think you always have an advantage. The, and the more long-term planning you can do in your life probably works to your advantage. But I think it's really hard for someone that hasn't graduated from even high school yet to decide what they want to do for the rest of their life. Um, and I think many people have many career changes throughout their life, so we're constantly reinventing. Um, so I don't think that you have to know by the time you graduate. I think if you know what you like um, in terms of your courses, that's probably the best way to start. So just like I did, I knew I loved science. So I was a science major. I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do with it. Hmm. All right. So what about, what's the, if you're a surgeon and you save someone's life, that's like, mm -hmm. wow, I guess mm -hmm. that would be pretty mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. I've never done that. Yeah. I would assume that's, that's quite gratifying. Sure. What's the gratification that you get in, in helping patients? That's a great question because there, there are a few. And one that happened this week is a patient that came to me. He's in his 20s. And his mom brought him in. He admitted to me 
that he never smiles. And his mom didn't even know how, what his smile looked like because he hid it from her so much because he disliked it so much. So we came up with a plan. We're doing some Invisalign. We're gonna move his teeth into the correct position. Um, and I think he's going to just be so much more confident. I think this is something that's been a burden to him for a really long time, and I'm happy to be able to help him solve it. So there are lots of those instances in dentistry. Sometimes it's patients that are really afraid, and then they finally come in and get the work done, and again, we've unburdened them. Um, sometimes it's someone that just you know, needed that extra bit of confidence to, to succeed in some other area of their life. So there are actually lots of gratifying things about dentistry. So what about, uh, I mean, I, I, that was a lot of, I've talked to people before. I remember talking to a hygienist and uh, she was like, oh, it's, it's really cool. It's, sometimes it's gross. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> right? it's gross. Talk, I mean, is it Sometimes kinda? it is gross. There is no doubt about it. Mm -hmm. What's also funny is that every patient thinks their mouth is the worst. And I have yet to meet the worst, but I'm sure I will someday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, sometimes it is kind of gross. <laughs> so is there gratification in, oh, I just filled a cavity. You know, it's yeah. not wasn't Well, I mean, for me, I like more of the, um, I like planning. I like putting pieces of a puzzle together. So not that I'm bored with little old fillings, but no, I, I like when the patient comes in, um, explains what their you know concerns are, what their goals are, and then we put it all together for them. So the most gratifying part, I think, is kind of solving the puzzle. Hmm. Yeah, so let's, let's take it to your philosophy, um, which also touches on, on some of the marketing. Um, you're, you're a one location right. dentist office. Yes. Dentistry has changed, oh, I don't know, dentistry has changed. Dentistry is always progressing, right? Mm -hmm. But the business of dentistry has changed and Definitely. your practice mm -hmm. is almost like it was in the old days, right. which is why we say it's the way right. it should be. But right. talk about dentistry as a whole and yes. where it's going. Yes, okay. so dentistry is going in a very corporate direction. And in the last 10 years, <clears throat> there are some really crazy statistics about how many sole practitioners are left versus how many of these corporations are have been built. Um, so there's no doubt that I am now the minority. Everyone remembers going to their dentist and it was usually just one dentist, right? And you knew them and you had a couple hygienists. Now everything has gone into a very corporate direction. So there's you know, larger group practices, smaller group practices, chains, mini chains. Um, there are very few sole practitioners left. And so, I mean, that can be good, right? Yeah. Is that okay? I mean, it's, it makes it tougher on you, right? Right, so it's good and bad. I mean, it, everyone has kind of a way that they practice. Um, and I can tell you that some of the drawbacks to being a sole practitioner is obviously when you are not in the office. So going on vacation or at holiday time, um, there's no one to share the responsibility with you. Um, at the same time, you make your own decisions and you can ultimately be responsible for everything that happens in the office, which is good and bad. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, you can say, I did this or, oh, I did this. But either way, you know it's yours. Um, other drawbacks, too, is that every industry, I don't think it's unique to dentistry, but every industry has gotten more expensive. Equipment's more expensive, technology's so much more of an investment. And so when you're in these larger practices, again, you share, you share the investment. 
Um, so in some ways, that makes being a solo practitioner much more difficult. So, all right, what about for the patient, though? I would think in your situation, with, mm -hmm. with someone like you, it's, mm -hmm. it's just more personable. So Definitely. It, there's a, I would think that's someone wants that one-on-one -on -one personal yeah. service, yes. right? Yeah, I think it's great for the patient because, again, they know who they're going to see every time they come in. They build relationships with the dentist. They usually have the same hygienist. Even the staff, they're, you know, they, they're building relationships within the staff. And everything is a little smaller and, and more um, customer service oriented. You know, Easier I, to control. I, it's so it, that makes sense. And, and, and for you on the marketing side, mm -hmm. your story is uh, the way it should be, right? So when we think about, so when people think about kind of where you mentioned it, when they think about dentistry back in whatever, in the 50s, 60s, 70s, mm -hmm. they had that standalone dentist. Right. And that led to that better maybe that better service, just you know their story, you know their background right. better, you know mm -hmm. their family history sure. better, right? And it was just like, and that led to what? Better customer service right. too. Mm -hmm. So it's 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 the way it, it should be, which is a, I don't know who came up with that, but that is brilliant marketing. I mean, that is outstanding. Agreed. So whoever that is, Agreed. That, that's good. Um, so, but, but, but that really is, that that's your whole, that's why you're doing what you're doing, Definitely. right? Because, yeah. Can you expand on that and how that's helped your practice? Definitely, yeah. Because because I am now uh, a minority in terms of the dental field, mm -hmm. it has definitely helped my practice. I do have many patients that come to me just because they want that relationship. Uh, they want a small practice, they want to know who they're going to see, and they have more trust. So for me, it's been very important. So do you have, I would assume you pick up patients... Um, Dentist, dentist office X was just eaten up by another conglomerate. Right. It's a big, mm -hmm. it's a big, so those people are like, eh. Yes. In fact, I, yes, we have lots of patients that come to us. Their dentist may have retired and the practice got sold or that dentist is now part of a conglomerate. And so they might still be able to see their dentist, but they have other issues maybe with, you know, billing and things like that. Once it becomes corporate, it's a little bit less, um, uh, controlled, you know, there more more hands in the pot, and sometimes things aren't as streamlined as they want them to be. Got it. So it, it does come down to you really get to know these patients. Definitely. You have an opportunity to definitely. It's not uh, you want. I mean, like you said, uh, some of the bigger ones. Maybe that is for some people, but right. that's more assembly line. Right. 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 Okay. Yes. Let's let's talk about business. Yes. You talk. You you also knew when you went into dentistry that you thought, well, I'd like to own my own business too. Right. So what made you, is it because you grew up seeing that? Definitely. Or? Well, I think because I grew up in a family business. Yeah. Um, so for me, it just kind of felt right. And you work very hard. And at the end of the day, I felt like if I was going to work really hard, it was going to be for myself. Um, working for someone else just didn't seem as rewarding. Okay. Um, I also didn't have as much control. So. Again, when the patient comes in, if they don't have a great experience, I'm the only one that I can blame. Um, but if I were in a group practice, I wouldn't have as much control to remedy it. That's really important to you, Definitely. isn't it? Yeah. Because all you have is your reputation, right? For sure. So, all right, um, what have you, what advice can you give to somebody that maybe they're not gonna be a dentist, but they're, they're starting their own business or they're in business? What, what is, what's your highlight or what's gone right that you recommend anyone to do and what have you learned, like, don't do this? <laughs> you know? 
Good questions. Mm -hmm. I've learned many things, and I've learned most of them the hard way. Um, you know, I think that in terms of marketing, um, I think it, it, I've learned quite a bit bringing on a marketing company. I feel like I did a lot of things before, and they were kind of haphazard, and I tried everything out, but nothing, nothing was really working. And um, I think having a marketing company come in and really creating the brand, or at least trying to get, you may create your own brand, but getting it organized and the message out is w what's really difficult. So that's something that I wish I had done sooner. But I also think it took a while for me to figure out what my brand was. Um, so, you know, there's a little bit of evolution involved there. Um, other things that I've learned. Um, you know, I think that I think that most people come in and they want that relationship. Um, there are some people that this practice is not for them. They want in and out. Um, they they don't really care who they see. They just want it done. Um, they don't want any extras. They don't like patient education, that kind of thing. But for the most part, I feel that our patients really value the service and the experience that they get here. What? Um, so those other patients, they should probably just go somewhere else. Right. Unless, right? and that's okay, <laughs> Usually right? do. Okay, mm -hmm. that's okay. Um, so, all right. Being a, have you run into situations, you're, you're a business owner and you're a woman business owner. Mm -hmm. How do you think that has, what, have, have there been barriers you've had to overcome? Definitely. I think it's always, um, I think there always are, no matter who you are, you have your own barriers um, and adversity. And I think when I first started practicing, I was quite young. And I think probably being young and female were an obstacle for trust and for some people feeling comfortable um, coming to me. And it took a little while for some of my patients to, to feel like they were in you know, good hands and things like that. So I definitely think that that's an obstacle. I also think maternity leaves truly are an obstacle um, and a huge challenge because when you're a sole practitioner, you don't have any backup. So I had some friends that would come in for my maternity leaves and help out. But overall, you just have to get back to work. And that's really a challenge, especially for new moms. Get a drink of water. Thank you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I want, I want to talk about that too. When you are the business owner, you wanted to ha you wanted to have a family. Yeah. What 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 did you do? Yeah. So so with my daughter, though um, it's my first, I ha I did. I had a bunch of dentists that came in and they all kind of took a day. And my practice was still very new, mm -hmm. so that was that was kind of good because we weren't busy yet. You okay. know, um, so I could kind of condense things and 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 work it out. But I didn't take too long off. Um, and then with my son, I had already been there done that so I actually took even less time off and he he came with me and our nanny came with me so we saw yeah so we saw patients and we we got it done but it, it was definitely a challenge all right um one other question mm -hmm. would be on you know it's a tight labor market mm -hmm. what you know I know all businesses and all people in business are struggling um, a lot of times with employee, sometimes retention or acquisition or finding the right Definitely. people. Yeah. Uh, what is it that you're doing? I, I know you've you've had trouble with some, like anybody else, sure. and you've done well with others, like anybody yeah. else. Is there a secret formula? What are you doing? I wish. <coughs> Excuse me. If there is a secret formula, I wish I knew what it was. Um, I think that you know, uh, what some of the things that my practice offers to patients 
they, it also offers to employees. So the fact that we're small, that we're not corporate, that's very enticing for a lot of people, especially people that have already worked with corporate positions. Um, I think too that our, uh, our whole mission here is reflected in my employees. And so those people that want to have, want to have a great experience, give others a great experience, that's who we've drawn here. Um, so people that come to work, ready to do what we ask of them and want to be part of something larger and uh, again give patients a really great experience that's I think that's the draw for my employees I think that also then maybe it's an advantage when you're smaller because you know it's easier for them to grasp yes. the direction you're going definitely you go. I think it's really easy to, to have a message and to send it out and to execute it um, we work together all day long to achieve our practice goals. And we do a lot of training. We have weekly meetings, we have morning huddles, we have um, you know, uh, monthly meetings to go over the prior month and to plan ahead. So there's a lot of effort that's put into the employees and the practice and planning and training and working together. Do you, do you think, I mean, I don't have any statistics for this, uh, but I think people trust women more before they would trust a man. Do you, do you think that's helped your practice? I mean, I think in some ways it has. I do have many patients that come to me because I'm a woman. They feel I'm going to be more gentle. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it's a trust issue or just a, a more gentle issue. That's what I hear from my patients. Um, so yes, I, I, I think that in many ways it's been an advantage. Oh, you also have the personality, right? So you understand customer service. You understand right. people. So people get what it, like they go to a big place you know what's the who is this what's their vision or right. what do they stand for they come here and they talk to you if they don't like you that's fine right, right. but most people are going to like you but they already know they right. know right i think that makes a big difference and that Green. builds trust definitely quickly. definitely and even we have we have probably about 50% of our new patients every month that come from other patients. So right. those patients walk in the door already knowing what to expect. And they specifically are looking for this kind of experience. Um, so, so yes, I agree. I mean, patients are coming here for a reason. So if you uh, want a dentist uh, the way it should be and the way things used to be, I suggest Dr. Kelly Trong from Cross Point Dentistry. Uh, that's it for the show. Do you have anything for me? You need anything? Besides if you need a marketing drink company, oh, no, that's shovel okay. the sidewalk. Well, please. <laughs> All right. So we have a great. Uh, we have a sponsor for today's show. It is the Go Girls. Without the Go Girls. We could not have done this show. So Thank you the, to the Go Girls. The Go Girls, um, Ellie and Julia over there, they do a great job, and we appreciate their support. So that's it for Sidewalk Talk. Uh, for Dr. Kelly Trong, I'm Steve Fortunato. Until next time.